0: Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and compared to the summer season, the first full week of fall, things are a bit quieter. Still, we got the box office numbers to go over, streaming updates, release date news, and more. Let's start with the domestic top five. Opening up in first place from Warner Brothers is The Nun 2 with $32.6 In second place was The Equalizer 3 with 12.1 million for a total now of 61.9 million. Third place was My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, which opened to $10 million. Fourth place was an Indian film called Jawan, which opened to $7.5 million. What's noticeable about this is it did over $7 million while only being in 813 theaters. So there was a lot of packed showings. And in fifth place was Barbie with 5.9 million for a total of $620.4 million. So for The Nun 2, this was a solid start. Nothing amazing considering the first Nun movie opened to 53 million back in 2018. But if we step back and look at The Conjuring franchise as a whole, it's better than the last movie, which was The Conjuring 3, that came out back in 2021 and opened to 24.1 million. Now, obviously, with it being in 2021, there were still some hesitancy about, you know, going back into theaters, so that probably dampered it a little bit. Uh, But still, this is where we're at. Conjuring 3 did okay, could have done better. The Nun 2 is opening better and doing better than Conjuring 3. And Lokara has been on a great run uh, at the box office since the pandemic. And for Warner Brothers, this franchise has been very consistent for them. So, assuming it just doesn't collapse completely like The Flash, for example, which personally I don't think it will, then this will be a solid win for the studio. Opening in first place in China is a crime thriller called Dust to Dust with 22.2 million. Should be noted, this was only with two days in theaters as it opened on Saturday. In second place was Oppenheimer with 9.4 million for a total of $46.9 million. Third place was No More Bets with 7.5 million for a total now of 515.9 million. In fourth place was Creation of the Gods one with 3.3 million for a total of 354.4 million. And in fifth place was Papa coming in right behind it with 3.2 million for a total of 81 million dollars. So for Oppenheimer it had a decent drop of 55 percent. So there is still interest in the film. However, it's unlikely it will hit 100 million in China. I would say best case for it now is between 70 to 80 million, which would still be really good for it. And there's no doubt Universal would love that. Now let's take a look at the international numbers. We start with the Nun 2, where it made 55.5 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $88.1 million. The Equalizer 3 earned another 11.5 million, For a worldwide total of 107.7 million. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 earned 2.6 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 12.7 million. Barbie earned another 6.8 million for a worldwide total of 1.4 billion. And Oppenheimer is at $891 million worldwide after earning another 19.3 million internationally. Now, for news in Hollywood, we have an update on one of the strikes with the WGA and AMPTP looking to schedule a sit-down for next week to restart negotiations. Hopefully, with this sit-down, cooler heads will prevail and the deal can get done. Deadline is reporting that Steven Spielberg and his wife, Kate Capshaw, have donated $1.5 million in relief funds for the strikes with the money going to the Entertainment Community Fund. And the SAG after a foundation's emergency financial assistance program. Good for them. On the SAG side, the only noticeable news was Past Lives getting an interim agreement. While the film from May 24 already had its theatrical release, the agreement is important as it will allow the actors to push the film during award season in case the strikes are not over by then. We also have some updates on the ERA's tour, with Deadline exclusively reporting that pre sales for Taylor Swift's concert is already at $65 million. So, the big question now is can it hit 100 million for its opening weekend? For that to happen, theaters would need to start adding Showtime, as so it does run almost three hours. I think it can do it, but it will be close. Cinemark is also offering customers to be able to host private parties for the Eras tour. We also have another movie running away from Taylor Swift, and that is The Marsh King's Daughter, the first STX film that Lionsgate is distributing. Deadline is exclusively reporting that it has been pushed back, now coming out November 3rd. This is a good move, as let's be honest, this probably is not going to make much of the box office, so you might as well give it the best shot it can get. Over in the UK, Elizen Film Group, Bleecker Street, and Anonymous Content have acquired the rights to The Boy and the Heron. This is Hayao Miyazaki's latest film. As for your release in theaters, Elizen will do so later in the year. In the meantime, it will have a showing at the upcoming London Film Festival. Angel Studios has set a release date for another film called The Shift, which is also their first original film. The sci-fi thriller is set to come out December 1st. In an exclusive from Deadline, they are reporting that A24 has won the US rights to Sing Sing, the film directed by Greg Kredar, is a drama that focuses on a theater group in prison that stages a play to get away from the harsh realities of being incarcerated. The film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, and right now, A24 is planning a release in theaters sometime in 2024. Another film bought at the Toronto International Film Festival is Woman of the Hour. Deadline is exclusively reporting that the film, starring and directed by Anna Kendrick, is being bought by Netflix for around $11 million. No word on when they would plan on releasing it, though that should be finalized whenever the strikes are over. Separate from the Toronto International Film Festival, Deadline is exclusively reporting that Ketchup Entertainment has bought the rights to the latest Hellboy movie, which as far as I can see is another reboot, called Hellboy the Crooked Man. It'll be produced by Millennium Media and Star Jack Kesey in the lead role. So it seems Ketchup is looking to be more serious in building up as a film distributor, and hey look, it can't go worse than Hypnotic, right? Over at Disney and Lucasfilm, it looks like Lando's being turned into a movie and will no longer be a show for Disney+. Plus. At least, that's what Donald Glover's brother, Stephen Glover, is now saying, which basically means it's true, as he is actually working on it. So, I would take his word for it. I do think it's a good idea to turn it into a movie because, one, they can possibly get more back from it with box office returns. That assumes it does well at the box office, but still. Uh, you know, then you have VOD sales and then Disney+. Plus. Right, so it could turn into a high budget movie, if it does well at the box office, you get your box office returns, you get your VOD sales, your Blu-ray sales, and then you put it out on Disney Plus. If it's a Disney Plus series, it's just Disney Plus and that's it. Also remember, Obi-Wan and Boba Fett were originally going to be films that then turn into Disney Plus series. Since those are some of the weaker Star Wars shows, turning one from a show to a movie instead might be the wise move. In an update at Marvel Studios, the votes are in, and in a count of 32 to 0, the VFX workers have unanimously voted to join the IATSE union. or IATSC. As for what happens next, well, the IATSE union will now negotiate with Marvel on creating a contract that would cover the VFX workers. Also worth noting with the ongoing strikes is that IATSE's contract with the studios is up next year, so if they go on strike, well, Hollywood will shut down. Oh, again. Yeah. at Screen Gems, Deadline is exclusively reporting that their president, Steve Birch, is leaving on December 1st after 16 years. Screen Gems is the production company Sony has that focuses more on horror films. So, for example, uh, they help produce the Insidious films. Apple and Paramount released another trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon, and it still looks good. Can't wait to watch it, and it comes out October 20th. Warner Brothers finally released the first trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which looks okay. Personally, I'm just interested in what looks to be a Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson adventure for a good part of the film. It comes out December 20th. Sadly, we had a death this week with Martin Ellis, having died at 44. He was the second assistant uh, director on films including The Flash and A Dog's Journey, to name a few. Thoughts and prayers are with his family, and may he rest in peace. We start off EOD Premium with Max, and I got to be honest, I'm not happy about this news as HBO has canceled Winning Time. This was the show about the Showtime Lakers from the 80s. Uh, To make it worse, the show basically ended on a sour note with the idea of uh, Season 3 would show the rest, you know, more upbeat, comeback, story, all that. But with it being canceled, uh, we're not going to get that. The creators were basically only able to add one new scene and some text slides to wrap it up. Personally, I really liked the show, uh, but I knew things weren't going well when the season was shortened by, I believe, one episode. Uh, And then during the strikes, actors couldn't promote it. Uh, Basically, you had the writer of the book the show is based on saying, hey guys, if you can, please watch the show. That was basically the only promotion it got besides a couple, you know, a little bit of internet advertising. Uh, So, you know, look, actors can't promote it, Lower viewership, it gets cut. What I didn't like, though, is since they had time to add the text slides in, shows it kind of shows that this was canceled weeks in advance. And they just kind of waited, all right, final episode's out an hour later. All right, show's canceled. Like, give the show a chance to build up some viewership. Um, I, did, I do take it, though, that they probably had a decent-sized budget. And if it's a decent-sized budget, if it's really low viewership, they're probably looking for any way to cancel it. Bums me out, but it sucks. Anyway, enough of me ranting, next we have news from Prime Video, where they announced that the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series will premiere in 2024. Originally it was set to come out in November of this year, but, you know, strikes. One show getting a renewal this week is One Piece. It looks like it is the hit Netflix wanted, as they announced it will be coming back for a second season. The only surprise here is the fast turnaround of two weeks since the show debuted, but since then it has been doing well on Netflix's top 10 chart. Hulu is following in the footsteps of Netflix, Prime Video, and Max by releasing their own top chart list, but with a twist. Unlike Netflix and Max, Hulu's list is a top 15, not top 10, and includes both shows and films, so they are not separate lists. The list will be updated daily. Since Hulu is doing this, I wonder if Disney Plus will be working on one soon as well. Paramount Plus actually has an upcoming movie, thanks to Showtime. They just released a trailer for Heist 88, an action-crime drama starring Courtney B. Vance. It will premiere on September 29th. And we finish up with the Nielsen Top 10 Ratings for the week of August 14th to the 20th. Suits is still in first place, but the change here is that it was watched for less than 3 billion minutes, coming in at 2.8 billion minutes watched. Still... Absolutely crazy this has been going on throughout the summer. The other noticeable show in the top ten is Ballers, which came in ninth place with 696 million minutes watched. While it is on max and has been for basically forever, uh, it's noticeable because this is the first full week the show was available on Netflix, so clearly it is getting more visibility there. Who knows? This might lead to more shows being licensed to Netflix from studios. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. If you want to follow me on threads x instagram or facebook links to those are in the show notes thank you for listening and see you next time